Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yes, good evening everyone and welcome to Sports Day on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Daniel Menzel and Ben Hook in the chair. If you want to take part in the conversation, 0437 693060 is the text line or phone in 8223 0000. Char time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirst Tea at Char Time. Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Daniel Menzel, are you a tea drinker? I am a tea drinker. It's um, a little substitute for me instead of um, something that's maybe not as good for you. So I as do. in a coffee or, uh, or a beer? Probably an alcoholic <laughs> beverage or singing hooky, but we can, we can go with coffee. <laughs> I, don't, I love a black tea. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand how people have milk in tea, uh, but that's, that's just me. How's your day? Yeah, uh, it's been good. Uh, it's been busy, but um, it's been a good one. There's been plenty happening in the world of sport. The NBA started today, so I was very Yeah, proud. you were all over that, weren't you? And I knew I was, I've been so nervous all day because you are an absolute expert on the NBA, and I'm a novice, and I reckon we'll spend a bit of time talking about uh, that in the show today. Um, I did watch the cricket today. The Redbacks down a second time. Yes, they were. We will... Not a second time. That's not true because they drew the first game and they have lost the second game. Yeah, exactly that. They did. We will speak with Alex Ross about it later on, but not a great start to the season for the Redbacks. And unfortunately, it feels like this is uh, how it seems to go most years. And there's certainly going to be a lot of people whacking the Redbacks. And I guess the domestic comp cops a fair whacking as well. I'll be interested to see what you think about that, Hookie, and how that is playing out for the Redbacks. Yeah, so you're right, Daniel. I mean, there has been a lot of people, and I've heard it today, sort of having a crack at Premier Cricket again for the the, the problems that the Redbacks have suffered over the past week and a half. Give me a spell. No one from Premier Cricket's actually getting picked in the Redbacks anymore. I'm stunned by this, and I've heard some people who should darn well know better just saying, oh, it's Premier Cricket's the problem. We've got oh, – let me list them to you. Travis Head is actually out of Premier Cricket. Alex Carey out of Premier Cricket. Do we want to drop those two? They're test cricketers, for goodness sake. Then we've got Jake Lehman and Jake Weatherall. Everyone else is coming from interstate. How can we blame Premier Cricket for the problems of the Redbacks under those circumstances? It just annoys me so much. Imagine if the Adelaide 36ers were struggling, and they struggle you know, often during a season. Do we blame the NBL central competition and say, oh, we've got to do something about the North Adelaide Rockets and the Norwood Flames and, and Sturt and, uh, and West Adelaide and all of these clubs? We never do it. We don't blame the SNFL clubs if the Crows and Port Adelaide are going rough. They don't recruit from them. Why we blame Premier Cricket as the be-all problem for the Redbacks just absolutely gets up my goat. We have to be a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah, they haven't started well. I actually think Jason Gillespie is in 
the first year of his coaching contract, he's in his third year. But if you think about year one, he arrived three weeks into the season, spent two weeks in a in a hospital room doing quarantine when before he could actually um, start coaching the team. He's got the organ, he's got the group that he wants. He's moved out a lot of players. He's got all these fast bowlers from interstate, and I think it's reasonable selections. We, we can't, we've got to judge how Jason Gillespie is going as a coach at the end of this year. He's really only had a year where he was still just trying to work his way through it. The other thing I think we need to accept is that coaching the Redbacks historically is really hard. We've seen excellent coaches not break through. Jamie Siddons got them to two finals and then three wooden spoons and he was gone. We saw Darren Berry and Jamie Siddons, they both battled with mental health problems coaching the South Australian cricket team. Mark Sorrell, really good man, struggled. You've got to go back to Bob Hammond to find a coach that's been successful. It is not easy, but it's nuanced. It's not just point your finger and blame Premier Cricket. I'm done hearing people talk about it. Yeah, look, it's it's great to hear your passion on that, Hooky. I, I agree with it that um, most of our players are coming from interstate. Now, look, someone could say you, we don't have the depth in the state and that's potentially why we don't have it, but that's the way the coach has gone down, that pathway, and we're really interested to take this question up with Alex Ross when we get him on later mm. on and see his thoughts because he's obviously been a part of it and he will understand the nuances of this. Uh, 8223 if you want to have your say. I accept that Premier Cricket is not perfect. 13 clubs has always been a bit awkward, and I think it is weird to say, right, Daniel Menzel, you're on the verge of playing for South Australia, but your team's having a bye, so you have three weeks off. It doesn't that, – that is that is a problem, and I understand that they're trying to do a workaround with that. We're possibly going to see um, a, an eight-team first division and a five-team second division with an under-19 squad coming in as well. I'll be interested to see how that works. I think there are some there are many questions as answers with all of that. But yeah, to be blaming Premier Cricket right now for all of the problems of the Redbacks, I just find uh, frustrating. Eight double two three double O double O. If you want to have your say, hey, there was something that I picked up uh, over the course of the last twenty four hours that I'm I was desperate to ask you about when I came in and saw you today, Matthias Philippou who I think is a very exciting prospect, maybe uh, will hold out you know, in time for the Adelaide Crows. Who knows that they might be a little bit too far down the pecking order. You've played some football with him at the Eagles. I just want to read this quote that came, uh, it must have been on Fox Footy, I think, over the course of the last 24 hours. Whether I think I'm the best right now, I would probably say yes as well. But look, at the end of the day, it's what clubs need, and I might not be the best fit for a club, but if I had pick number one in the draft, I'd definitely be taking myself. Now, I have seen that from a number of people around Twitterverse saying, he's a bit arrogant, this kid. Do we really <laughs> want to take this kid on? You know him. You've yeah. lived with him. You understand a bit about him. Just explain in the, that quote in context and are, are people reading that out of, out of line? Yeah, it's a great question. So first of all, Hooky, I love it. Absolutely love what he said there. And I do too, I have to yep. be honest. I don't have a problem with it at all, but I've seen a lot of discussion about it yep. over the course of the last 24 hours. It's uh, it's an interesting society we live in. If he said that in America, they'd say he hasn't gone hard enough and he's got to get some more confidence. It's incredible that in Australia we do tend to jump on people's backs when they do back themselves in. And look, Mateus is the type of kid that he's got that quiet confidence and aura that you want from a player and from an 18-year-old and he's someone you're going to want in your team. 
he also has that maturing and naivety that I actually see a little bit of myself in him as well at that age. And it's the one where you get and and people would say to you, yep, we want that confidence, absolutely. Now let's channel that in the right direction. We know you're not being arrogant. We know you're just backing yourself in. I guarantee you recruiters would love hearing that mm, because mm. they'll go, you know what, we've got someone who we can mould potentially into a leader down the track rather than someone who's very introverted and we go, okay, we've actually got to try and develop this guy along the way. So you can always pull someone back and that's what I love about Mateus and uh, I love about those comments let's take some calls because the phone lines have lit up and I think uh, a couple of people uh, want to chime in and just have their say on South Australian cricket we're going to speak to Colin Colin wants to talk about South Australian cricket Colin welcome to Sports Day hello Colin yes well I'll tell you what it starts at the very lowest level of cricket and that is when your dad once you, you, you're young, under eight, to play cricket. And what happens is, from under eight to under 12 to under 14, the person or the father who wants to push it further gets onto the uh, board of a, like a cricket club like, say, um, South Adelaide, right? And so there they're doing the juniors, 15s, 16s, and then they're getting on, and then they go into further ranks. I reckon they are ruining it because... They don't have uh, an idea of how to coach a guy, but they're pushing their own child to the point where so many people dip out. Good call, Colin. Thank you. So Colin's suggesting that we need to tidy up the uh, quality of our coaching uh, in the junior areas, and that's something that I think is a reasonable point to make. John from Port Augusta has called. He wants to talk about the Redbacks. John, welcome back. Hello, fellas. Yeah, no. But break your heart. I mean, I mean, I'll follow the Redbacks as devoutly as I can, read it in the paper, follow them on the TV and all the rest of it. But it's just break your heart. I mean, put up with it for so long. And South Australia has had some great cricketers. Not all the born here, obviously. I mean, Bradman, Sobers, Barry Richards, Joel Garner. I know you can't recruit them now because of, of the national because international cricket is so big. But even the other chapels. I mean, why, why, I mean, the Chapels were great players. I mean, for goodness sake, I don't, I don't know. It does my head in. I love them, and they're far better cricketers than I ever were. But it breaks my heart, and um, I'm shattered, boys. John, you've stumbled across a really good point in the last Daniel Menzel about this shortly, but uh, we used to be able to recruit a really big name, and I think that helped our younger South Australian guys through. So all of the names that you listed, we had Sigarfield Sobers playing here, we had Barry Richards playing here, we had Joel Garner, we had Andy Flower, we had uh, Moen, was it Moen Khan? Um, it was, it was a, that's not the right name. It was a Pakistani player who did spend a bit of time here. How important is it just to get one big name in to help out young guys, Daniel? Oh, it's massive for the culture. It's massive for younger guys to learn and develop. And it's massive for confidence in the group to actually go, we've got a very good team. We've got a, a leader here. We've got someone who can take us and drag us over the line. But it is an interesting one. Like I, I grew up watching Darren Lehman, Greg Blewett, uh, even Mark Cosgrove um, dominate out here on the Adelaide Oval for a long time. And, it's maybe the depth has been tested, and a part of that is population as well. New South Wales, the sheer numbers that go through the cricket there, Victoria as well. It is a challenge because you're versing these guys who are just producing sheer numbers and quantities of players that are obviously at an elite level. Last time we won it was 95-96. We brought in Peter McIntyre as a spinner. We brought in James Brayshaw as a batter, and we brought in Jamie Siddons as captain. You know, all of those guys 
good name players from interstate. So we're always going to have to have a policy of recruiting. We need to accept that. But yes, I'd like to see some concept of how we can filter our best young players through. But yeah, we can't just throw everything on Premier Cricket when we're not picking those guys anymore. Doug from Blakeview has rung in. He wants to talk about the Central District Football Club in the SNFL. Very close to your heart, Daniel. Doug, welcome. Yeah, good day, guys. So I'm not a central supporter. I actually vote for North Adelaide and, and mainly the Crows. But um, I, I, I do follow the SNFL fairly closely. Which is great. And I've got to say, Doug, I love the fact that you're following the SNFL. Yeah. So with all these uh, AFL players uh, in the last uh, week that have been spat out of the system, um, I'm worried when Central's uh, built their dynasty of of eight premierships in 10 years, they built their players, uh, they built that on, on players who didn't quite make the AFL. I'm worried that they can't do that anymore. And Central's been a pretty average footy team for so long now because I, I don't think players like Daniel Menzel, when they get delisted from an AFL team, would want to drive all the way out to Elizabeth three nights a week for training and play every second game out there. What do you guys think of that? Good question. I'll ask, I'll let Daniel Menzel answer it. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great question, Doug. I've been asked a little bit about this one over the past couple of seasons. Um, and look, you have a fair point in terms of driving out to Central's. It's a challenge. But then I would also flip it the other way and say South Adelaide's probably got the similar problem. But um, they have actually recruited really well in recent years. And I think they're going to recruit extremely well this season and going to be back up there next year. But the other one for mine is they were able to get these players that weren't quite good enough for AFL and they held on to them for a long time from interstate. They didn't come for one year and go. You've got to be able to retain players. And so a big issue they've had of late is obviously Jack O'Kelly, Connor McLean played in a premiership for Norwood this year who were uh, at Centrals and definitely would have been in their best side this season. Uh, Lockie Grubb at your team, North Adelaide, played in the grand final. Izzy McKenzie was super for Adelaide in the finals uh, Troy and I obviously left a couple of years ago. It hurts when you lose a lot of players that are good enough for your best 22. So you've got to develop a system that keeps those guys around, whether they're from interstate or in this state, that keeps them around for more than a few years. There you go, Doug. Happy with that? Doug's gone. So we're going to move on and chat to Gary. He wants to talk about your brother, Troy. Gary, welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, evening, gents. Uh yeah, player retention, that's huge in the SNFL. It's, I think it's almost fallen by the wayside. How do you, yeah, with all these uh, different grabs that the AFL have now, all the different drafts. But, yeah, uh, Dan, I just want to know how Troy's going. Uh, did his knee, he was in good form there. Yeah. Probably I'm... middle of the season. And, yeah, and he did it early, didn't he? And uh, they tried to patch him up. Is he good for next year? Yeah, he will be, Gary. He will look at the back half of next season. He he tore his ACL, uh, I believe, in round two, round three, and it was partially to three-quarters torn and went and saw a specialist and said potentially you could try and play with it and you might have been playing with it torn for a little while anyway. So we tried it for about six to eight weeks. It was pretty incredible, to be honest, to be playing sample footy without yeah. an ACL and, and then unfortunately did it properly. So his rehab is obviously slow. It'll be nine to 12 months probably, but he'll look at playing in the back half of next year, which, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having him back in too. 
Hey, Gary. Yeah, I'm a mad eagle, man. So look forward to seeing you both out there next year. Cheers, oh, thanks, Gary. What about the legs? They were very good this year. They won the flag out of nowhere from the second half of the season. Gary, thanks for your call. Daniel Menzel, we've got to get to a break. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Uh, you're going to school me on NBA right after the break. Don't go away. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. The week's open line is 8223000. Discover exceptional customer service. Week's homes discover different. If you want to have a conversation with Daniel Menzel, that's the number 8223000. And we can read your text out on air. Daniel Menzel, there's two types of people in this world. There are people like me who work hard, bust their boiler all day, and then there's people like you who just lounge around and watch the NBA day after day after day. It's time for our NBA NBA update. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot, shop the huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Right, let's just get uh, – the season started today, is that right? The season yep. did start today. It's um, funny that point, Hooky. Actually, my partner says that to me all the time that I am that person <laughs> and she's the one slaving away. So it did start today, the NBA, and it was cracking couple of games. It was the Celtics and 76ers and the Warriors played the Lakers today. So just take me through this like I'm a five-year-old. Um, the Boston Celtics, I think that was the first game. Boston Celtics took on Philadelphia 76ers, 126-117. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 35 points each. Um, it was a really good final series last year, but can the Celtics make up the difference? I absolutely believe they can. It's uh, it's one where they've got a young core. You touched on Jalen Brown, 35 points, and Tatum. They are both young, up-and-coming players. Tatum's one who could win the MVP this season, potentially. The challenge they will have is their coach actually has been stood down before the season started. So it's a, it's a really interesting one. They've got a new coach come in, but they do have the roster to absolutely be able to do it. On the flip side, the team they beat today, the Philadelphia 76ers, also have the team to do it. So they've come close the last couple of years off the back of their superstar, Joel Embiid, who I think could yep. almost win the MVP this year, and James Harden. But they've added some pieces to it as well. They've added um, Harold Melton, Daniel House, a few guys that can shoot the ball, which they've lacked in the past. So two teams in the East there that can absolutely challenge. And then the other game we haven't touched on, two teams that can challenge in the West. This Philadelphia 76ers, you said that they haven't had some people who can shoot the ball in the past. Was that a little drive by Ben Simmons by any chance? Well, I was going to save Ben Simmons till we got on to tomorrow's games. But um, <laughs> I am looking. He's playing tomorrow. First game for the Nets this season tomorrow. So that's going to be incredible to watch. Um but, yeah, I want to touch on the Warriors and the Lakers Please as well. Please do, yes. That was a great game as well. The Warriors prevail. Yeah, they did. 123 to 109 over the Lakers. It was pretty ominous, to be honest. Steph Curry, 33 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds was incredible. Andrew Wiggins really good with 20 and Clay Thompson hit 18. They've got so many pieces in their team. Jordan Paul was another. Draymond Green, haven't even mentioned. Um, that That's the reason why they won it last year and they can absolutely go back to back. And, and I guess if we flip it to the other side – there's some concerns with the Lakers. Uh, okay. LeBron, again, carried the team today. They lost by 14. They were never in the game. 31 points, 14 rebounds, and nine assists for a guy that's uh, mid to late 30s. Um, he just does too much. Anthony Davis was pretty good with 27 points. But 
it just shows they're probably not quite at the, the Warriors level. And with the aging list they have, they brought in some young players. But Davis is obviously getting on. Westbrook as well. And LeBron James. Uh, it might be a long season for the Lakers fans. Okay, let's talk about tomorrow's game. You said the Brooklyn Nets are in action, so that will be the return of Ben Simmons. What do you make of Ben Simmons? Is he of character that is going to really make it at the absolute elite? I mean, this is a very, very difficult competition. I understand that. But do you expect to see Ben Simmons clocking serious minutes in June? Uh, it's a good question. I don't. Uh, I think it's a byproduct of two things. I think one, he's got some mental challenges, mental hurdles, which he's even talked about himself when it comes to his shooting. And uh, I mean, the media over here, we think's bad. The media in America jumps on and there's a lot of coverage and he's certainly felt that over the time. And it's something that he struggles with. And you can, you can tell in games, he struggles with it too, when the crowd gets on him and teammates probably don't help him at times as well. And that's probably the other reason why I don't know if he'll be dominating this year because he's got Kyrie Irving who has had his fair share of, um, I guess, off-field question marks and the same with Kevin Durant. And so they actually have a superstar team, but can you put these superstars together and get them to play extremely well where they can win? It's going to be great to watch tomorrow. They take on the new Orleans Pelicans, who has got Zion Williamson, who looks like he's going to be back to his best form. So that's going to be a great matchup tomorrow. Another one I can't wait to watch is Luka Doncic, who is a lot of people's pick for the MVP. They take on the Phoenix Suns. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see if the Phoenix Suns can bounce back. They obviously lost to the 36ers. Got dusted by our boys. So it's, uh, it could be a nice start for Luka Doncic tomorrow against the Suns in Phoenix. I have a challenge for you, and I, I put it to you like this. I don't really have an NBA team. In fact, I don't have an NBA team. I don't really have an American sport team. I follow the Chicago Bears. But the reason why I follow the Chicago Bears in the NFL is because they've been notoriously rubbish and I just reckon (laughs) I'm going to get on a run. That's true. Yes, they still are a bit rubbish. So here's my question to you. I'm looking for an NBA team. I'm happy to jump on board. I'm happy to buy the kit, buy the jersey, and really get on board. But I'm not interested in the Lakers. I'm not interested in the Golden State Warriors. I'm not interested in the Boston Celtics. Find me a team that is going to work their way up the ranks. That Yes, they're struggling now, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Do you have one for me, Daniel Menzel, that I will embrace for season 22-23? Yeah, I absolutely do. I'll give you two to pick out of, and they're two teams that last year um, had decent seasons and are on the way up. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies is one. So have you heard of Ja Morant? No, I haven't. Ja Morant, he could be the next superstar in the competition. He's already close to it. Absolutely dominating. Unbelievable hops. He'll dunk from anywhere. He's, he's prime time. You want to watch him. The other one I'll go to is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So okay. LeBron's old team. Old team, yeah. Um, so they've picked up Donovan Mitchell. They've got uh, Mobley there, who is a gun, young, center, power forward. They've got some other pieces around that, Darius Garland. So there's some really good young players for both teams. So I guess it's Cleveland if you want some really talented young players or if you want to watch probably the best player in the sport over the next five to ten years, it's Ja Morant at the Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. No one in South Australia barracks for the Memphis Grizzlies. In fact, we, I'm going to demonstrate that. Eight double two three double o double o. if you barrack for the Grizzlies because you've got a new fan. It's me, 0437 693 060. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian owned with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. That was Daniel Menzel with our NBA update. We're going to turn our attention back to cricket very shortly. We're catching up with Alex Ross, who's been calling the game for KO Sports. Uh, down at Adelaide Oval for the Sheffield Shield. Looking forward to catching up with Rossi. Don't go away. You're listening to Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia. The Kia Sportage. Drive car of the year. And Lumo SA. 
Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, you're listening to Sports Day with Daniel Menzel and the Memphis Grizzlies' new number one fan, Ben Hook. 822300 is the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Week's homes discover different. Uh, 0437693060, the text line. We have had a text in that I should barrack for... Oklahoma City Thunder, because uh, former 36er Josh Giddy in that team. No, I've planted my flag in the ground. I'm a Memphis Grizzly, and we will be recruiting Josh Giddy into <laughs> our franchise in the not-too-distant future. Going to talk some cricket, Daniel. Uh, we're going to do it thanks to KO. Don't risk missing all of your team's matches at the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. All you have to do is you watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. I'll tell you what I was doing on KO Sports today, and that was watching the Sheffield Shield, South Australia, and outright lost to Tasmania. My man down there at the ground calling it for Cricket Australia and uh, KO Sports is Alex Ross and he joins us now. Rossi, welcome to Sports Day. Thank you very much, Hookie. Hey, Dan. How you going, mate? Going well, Rossi. How about yourself? How was today? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit disappointing for the Redbacks fans, but they had a lot of work to do today to try and uh, recover from the position they left themselves last night. Yeah, so let's just go through, and it's really stood out to me uh, in the first game, which we drew, of course, uh, which was at Karen Rolton Oval, Rossi. It just seems like the whole form of four-day cricket has changed. It used to be that batting was pretty good on days one and two, and then wickets would get harder and harder to score on. But we've seen, certainly in this game, and definitely down at Karen Rolton Oval, that the later it goes, the better wickets get. Are are we seeing a, a flip in cricket I think it's difficult with these drop-in wickets, Hookie. Uh, the, the surface and the soil has nowhere to go. Uh, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, literally, on mm-hmm. this subject, but um, yeah, generally the wickets don't break up as much, so spin and reverse swing don't come into it as much, and you see the batters generally dominate the last few days when they need to make it green to at least get the game to have a decent contest for the first couple of days. So on that basis, then, would South Australia have been better bowling first and trying to bat last? I was actually a little surprised to see them bowl, uh, sorry, to bat first. The wicket had a lot of grass on it. Mm. It was extremely thatchy, but it was a great contest. Either way, I think, if anything, they just they never really drove the game, lost the four wickets early, and then they got back to parity a couple of times, but just fell short at the final hurdle. And, you know, what we talk about in first-class cricket about being better for longer. <laughs> the Tasmanians did that better this game. Absolutely, they didn't. And you're right, Rossi, um, and, and Hooky there in saying that, obviously, runs in the last innings. Victoria put up 344 at Karen Rolton. So it is something to follow going forward. But, Rossi, I want to ask you a question. Uh, we've spoke about this uh, earlier in the show, and Hooky talked about the fact that with the Redbacks not starting so well, everyone jumps on, piles on, and says, look, it's the local competition's fault. That's the issue, the depth, everything else. What's your thoughts on that, and, and how do you see that moving forward? Uh, I, I think, I think the, the way they're trying to split the competition, I think it's a good move in terms of trying to create a stronger grade competition. I think even just from a point of view of selection, that's important, to be able to pick guys and confidently know that they're going to be able to perform at the level. That's a really important part about it. It's going to be better for guys' development. My only concern is... Uh, ripping apart clubs uh, depending on what division they end up in. Um, and I'm assuming that's where you're going with this this question. So that's that's my only concern is, say, a club like us, Kensington, I'm, I'm not going to leave. I'm past trying to be picked for South Australia. Well, I'd still love to be picked, but um, the, the younger guys trying to be picked will almost have to think they'll want to play in the mm. first division. So tough one, Dan. I don't know the exact answer. I like the fact that we're trying to do something about it. 
but I do think it does uh, move up to the, the first team. Yeah, it's a, that's a good point, Rossi. And, yeah, I mean, we just got to make sure that if we go, are going to a two-division model, that we've got to make sure there is good support for the teams in that second division. They can't just be allowed to fall by the wayside. And, and it, we, we sort of, by osmosis, end up with the, the, the 10-team competition that we're after. If, we, if we're sticking with 13 clubs, then we've, we've got to stick with them and support them all. Hey, just one guy that I was a bit surprised I haven't seen yet this year is Daniel Drew. I saw he got some runs for West Torrens. He was in the team last year and performing really well. Are you surprised that he hasn't had an opportunity at the start of this season? A little bit surprised, yeah. Look, he finished the season last year really well. Obviously made that really good 100 at the Adelaide Oval and then missed the last Shield game due to concussion from a club game. Mm. Uh, Daniel Drew's just gone out and made 50 in the second innings, which looks like the South Australians are going to win relatively easy against New South Wales. So he's still putting his hand up for selection. He's made an absolute bulk of runs over the last two seasons. So it'd be surprising to see him not feature in this first couple of games and You'd have to think his name is in front of selectors now for the next couple. What do you think about the Redbacks overall? I mean, people have been pointing to Premier Cricket. I've had my say about that. You've had your say. Uh, is there anything that you can pinpoint? And obviously, Travis Head, the best player in, in the team, in the state, uh, missing out um, more often than we'd like, is, is a big contributor to us going down. It, our batting it just looked a little bit brittle this year. Is there anything you can pinpoint that we could just tidy up and make sure that we're in a game for longer, as, as the, the phrase that you used? I just think um, at times, Hookie, there's, a, there's a, a feeling of desperation, not only with the players, but with the supporters and, and really everyone around South Australian cricket. Every decision um, seems to happen out of desperation rather than Great word. continuing to move forward. So, um, And desperation isn't necessarily a negative thing. Everyone just wants it so bad that, you know, that's not not always when the best decisions are made under those kinds of con- uh, those kinds of um, situations, if you like. Yeah, I think it's spot on there. It is. It's a great word, that desperation uh, point there. A couple of younger guys that uh, have started the season pretty well, at least in this game, um, Ben Menenti will be mm. very happy with how he went. And touch on Jordan Boat. Buckingham as well, another one who I don't think many uh, people in South Australia would know of, and he's obviously taken some wickets early in the Sheffield Shield season. Yeah, well, I'll start with uh, Jordan Buckingham. He debuted last year. This is only his third Shield game for the South Australians, and he's been unbelievably impressive. He didn't probably get the rewards this game that he deserved, uh, but he's been the most consistent bowler throughout the first two games, and he really impressed us on debut too. Um, so he's a, he's a pretty impressive character, and we had Dizzy in the box today, and he couldn't speak highly enough of him. And anything, if anything we said, he said we need to manage our expectations and not get too excited with Geordie too early. He's just a young man. And then... Talking about getting excited, Ben Menenti has just done everything with a red cap on so far that you'd want of him. Uh, he's taken two hangers in the slips. Seems to have Velcro hands. <laughs> he bowled really nicely. Maybe a little bit fast for the Adelaide over wicket, but I'm sure he'll get used to that. And then he batted unbelievably well and really deserved 100 in the second innings and finished on 85 not out. Talk about uh, good batters. You'll be lining up for the uh, Sydney Thunder again this, this season in the BBL? Yeah, I'm back again. So fortunate enough to pick up another couple of years there, Hookie. Really excited um, and yeah, pretty stoked with where everything's at at, main, at the moment. Head up there, try and hit a couple of bombs for December and January and live life at, outside of that. And just one very quickly, can Australia win the World Cup, the T20 World Cup? Yeah, I think they're probably coming for a position now of similar to the last time they won the World Cup. 
they probably went into these all these warm-up games thinking they were going to crush everyone and didn't do so well. And then now they're probably in a similar position to where they won it from. So I think they can win. Um, I'm not sure they'd be my tip, but yes, they can definitely win. Alex, uh, always appreciate your company. I've enjoyed listening to you on the coverage uh, for KO Sports over the last couple of days. I'm sure we'll be hearing you over the course of the summer. Good luck for the rest of the year. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Legend. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Alex Ross there, the star Kensington, former South Australian, now the Sydney Thunder batter, commentating on the Sheffield Shield, giving us all of the opinions. Time for a break. On the other side, we're going to catch up with Gemma Barsby, and she's going to tell us about everything that is going on in the WBBL, which gets underway on Friday. They take on the Sixers. Gemma Barsby right after this break. Don't go away. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day with Daniel Menzel and Ben Hook. 8223 if you want to have your say, 0437 693060. WBBL 08 is upon us, Daniel, and I'm looking forward to chatting to our next guest. She joins us thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Her name is Gemma Barsby. She is a star all-rounder for the Adelaide Strikers, and she joins us now. Gemma, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Gemma, the obvious question, which hand is the phone in, the right hand or the left hand? <laughs> uh, it's in the right at the moment. So just the reason why we ask that, you have the unique ability in uh, Australian cricket to bowl both hands. And I've just been having the conversation with Daniel in the break. How do you go about deciding? I know you more you favour the right arm, but how, you, how do you go about deciding whether you're going to bowl right arm or left arm? Yeah, so it kind of all just um, depends on matchups. So obviously we do uh, previews of all the sides and we go through who's strong stronger at one thing or weaker at the other. So it kind of just yeah goes on matchups. So, um, yeah, there's probably a few people throughout each side that I could um, potentially use their left armers too. So, yeah, it's kind of just a, op- a nice option to have. Yeah, Gemma, I think that is incredible. And I think our listeners will think that too. I, I couldn't believe it when I actually heard it. And so my question I have for you then is, one, have you ever done this in a game? And two, does it come to mind that maybe you're bowling with your right arm and then you think, you know, they're playing me a little bit well here. I'm going to swap it, swap it up to my left and they won't expect it? Yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, it's a batter's game and you've got to tell the um, the umpire when you're yeah. chasing arm. But, um, yeah, it's kind of just yeah, kind of just an option to have. I've obviously still working on it, so it can be a bit inconsistent at times. But um, hopefully I uh, can bring it out in this big bash and, use it to um, to my advantage. But, yeah, it's kind of just uh, something to have in the background there. If they are getting on top of my right arm or spin, then I can um, also use that as well. I have seen you use it in a game, and you were taking Meg Lanning on, no less, the Australian captain. I mean, <laughs> you've, uh, you've, you're picking some tall tall poppies to try and bring them down with your left armers. Yeah, fair, fair to say I was pretty nervous when I was bowling that to her because it could, go, uh, could have gone either way. But, um, thankfully, she, yeah, uh, she didn't get me away too badly and bowled them not too bad. So I think she yeah, got a couple of runs off me, but yeah, it wasn't too too bad. Let's just get the negatives out of the way very quickly. Up to Mackay for the opening two games of the season. Played the Sixers, played the Renegades. Come back winless, a little bit disappointing. Um, how have you assessed that? And what are we going to have to change to get things right when we get back into it on Friday afternoon? Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely disappointing for us. Um, we didn't play well in either in either game, but I guess the positive out of that is we um, we took the Renegades to 
the last over and we got pretty close with the sixes as well. So for us to not play good cricket but get close in both games is is yeah, it's promising. But yeah, we gotta we gotta be better at um, obviously putting more more runs on the on the um, on the board and yeah, I guess uh, not uh, getting as many boundaries set off us on. Especially at the last ball, we would set up an over quite well with our bowling and then release the pressure with the boundary of the last ball. So we definitely are aware of what we need to work on and thankfully it's a long season. So um, we know one or two games can quickly turn us in the in the opposite direction. Yeah, absolutely it can. And as you touched on with the batting, 134 and 126, so a little bit lean so far, but obviously can only go up from here. So I want to touch on you personally and your bowling. You'd be happy with your performances so far, four overs, one for 16 in the last game and three overs number 19. So the most economical bowler out of all the strikers. How do you feel at the moment out there and how are you going personally? Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to firstly to be in the side and be able to contribute. So, yeah, obviously would have liked to take a bit more wickets, but um, the economy rate's low, which is which is always nice as well. It's just, yeah, it's just trying to stick it out there and, um, and contribute as much as I can for the team. And it's been a good challenge because in the Sixers game, I came up against two set batters in... Susie Bates, who's a New Zealand international, and Elise Perry. So, yeah, it's been a very good challenge, and hopefully my form can continue and can um, help contribute to the side. Yeah, absolutely. And as you touched on the Sixers there, taking them on this Friday at Karen Rolton Oval, so back at home, what what are you going to hopefully change, I guess, to get on top of their opening batters? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, first and foremost, it's awesome to be back at Karen Rolton Oval and, and a home game. So hopefully we can... Um, see as many fans down there as possible and put on a show. And it's just, yeah, it's going back to the basics. Obviously, we need we know that we need to score more runs and, and take more wickets. So um, if we can execute um, what we, we know that we can, then we'll definitely go a long way to winning. Gemma, Karen Rolton Oval, it's renowned as a postage stamp by any standard <laughs> of cricket. And I'll just go through our list. I mean, we're going to bat around Katie Mack, of course, but Deandra Dotton, Laura Woolvart, Talia McGrath, Maddie Penner. No ground is big enough to contain that lot. If if we can get one or two of those away, we're going to rack up some big scores at Karen Rolton. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, obviously it's a it's a batter friendly um wicket, so the bowlers just need to try and execute as well as they can. But like I said, Dotton Dotton sort of got us off to a start in that first game against the Sixers where um her and Katie Mack got us I think we'll one for seventy five after ten. So we're going we're tracking very well. So uh, Dotton showed definitely showed potential, so hopefully she can continue to hit a few few more sixes for us, and then the likes of Katie Mack can just work around her and Laura Walvard, and then obviously Tyler McGrath's been in, in really good form. So yeah, we've got a very powerful um, batting lineup, and hopefully we can show everyone our skills. I love our attack. I mean, it's it's all class. Darcy Brown, Megan Shoot at the top, Tyler McGrath bowling through the middle. Your spin's going to be really important. I guess it's nice as a spinner when you've got high-pressure, high-quality fast bowlers that almost batters think, oh, the pressure's off when the spinner comes on, and that's how you can often winkle them out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, we've definitely got a world-class bowling attack, and um, yeah, can set them a lot, and it, yeah, definitely helps in my way where they think right. She's obviously hasn't hasn't been play, um, played at that top level before, so this is the bowler to target. And yeah, some days it obviously doesn't come off, but um, so far it's it's worked so far, and hopefully I can keep contributing to the side, and yeah, hopefully take a few more wickets too. Now, Gemma, hopefully for the strikers' sake that we will not see you bat this week on Friday, but if we <laughs> do, which hand are you going to be batting with? <laughs> 
I know. I haven't expected to. Uh, I was hoping not to bat much this <laughs> season and to be uh, to bat in both games. It's yeah, it's obviously been um, unfortunate, but yeah, I'll definitely start left-handed, and you never know. I might chuck a little reverse in and um, hopefully get it away this time. <laughs> and don't have to tell the umpire either, Gemma. No, I told you, it's a batter's game, so I can do what I want in batting. <laughs> uh, look, Gemma, we're so excited for uh, the WBBL caravan coming to town. We've got big game on Friday. We take on the Sixers. Then it's the 24th. We take on the Renegades. I want to see some revenge, Gemma. We've got to str- strike back quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're definitely looking forward to that and, and up to the challenge. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can come away with two more wins. I'll see you down there on Friday. Go well. Good luck. And thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Gemma Barsby there from the Adelaide Strikers. They prepare to take on the Sydney Sixers on Friday afternoon at Karen Rolton Oval. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Well, that wraps us up for another show, uh, my man. Nice to have your company once again. No, it was good to be here again today. And by the sounds of exactly what Gemma said there, a few crowd catches for people getting along. So make sure you get along on Friday and uh, check out these Strikers women's team. The, the WBBL at Karen Rolton Oval, now I think it's about a three o'clock start the game. It is, it's it's really good. I mean, it's it's the place to watch cricket. It's really entertaining. You've got a lovely little grass hill on the eastern side or in front of the um, in front of the new hospital there on Port Road or you come on the western side, you get a bit of shade, can get a bit cool if you if it's not a warm day. But it's a spectacular spot to watch cricket and our WBBL team is in great form. That wraps us up, my man. Thanks for your company. Uh, we must get out of here because it's t- time to go, but we'll see you all on tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Thanks very much. Good on you. Thanks very much. You've been listening to Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.